Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. All right. Yeah. Keep it coming. All right. Um, so I started talking about the PL and the importance of the PL. And you know, we at Fortunate, we always say that the PL is the is the first step of uh, of the negotiation. Um, you know, the at the end, this SD that we were referring to, your profit on which there will be a multiple, is the net. Okay, the net profit, the, the, the net income before tax, but then you with the addbacks. Okay, and what are these addbacks? What can we add back um, so that the, the SD will be higher? Um, so we spoke earlier about uh, the owner's salary, right? I mean, if you include it, you lose a lot of money. Um, and then there are personal expenses. Uh, like uh, the rent or you just bought a car. That's something that you will add back to your profit. Um, and then there is uh, intellectual property like trademarks and patents and, and copyrights. Uh, these are things that, you know, you do once, the buyer won't have them. Okay, so we're going to argue that that's not part of the expenses there. Um, and then there are uh, website designs, every, all the you know one-time things that are not relevant to the buyer um, should not be uh, be an expense uh, that is counted in your PNL. Okay, it should be added back. Um, masterminds, events, um, reduce cost of goods. So sometimes, for example, our clients have. Uh, have uh, uh, let's say they their supplier uh, charge them two dollars, and then in the middle of the year they uh, negotiated, and it's one and a half. Okay, uh, for the buyer, the next year uh, they will pay one and a half. Okay, so sometimes we fight to have this one and a half calculated for the entire year instead of like half a year two, and then half a year one and a half. Okay. Um, and then there are the, the reduction in tariffs. Sometimes, you know, you pay a certain percentage and then it goes down uh, at the, at, you know, in the middle of the year. Same thing here. The buyer won't have that expense. We'll fight for that. Um, so again, every dollar can be five, seven dollars. Uh, we have tons of examples around that, you know, people um using uh here and here's an example people use using air freight okay uh, our client use air freight the entire year and we calculated that um if uh if the client did not use air freight um and use sea freight then um the expense would be probably around 100 uh 100 let's say 100k uh per year okay um now if you have a multiple of, uh, let's say, five on that, it's 500K that you're negotiating here. It's a lot of money. Um, so we're always thinking about this PNL. Uh, we're always thinking about adjustments. What can we adjust? How can we negotiate? If you were out of stock for three, three weeks, you know, because you didn't have the fund, that's not something that will happen to your buyer. So let's, let's adjust that. Let's, let's try, let's negotiate that. Um, if you had a suspension, let's try. So there are a lot of things to, to think about when, when you're creating this PNL and 
you know, sometimes as, as a lawyer, I help sellers with the, uh, sometimes I always also help on the, on the legal side and I get the case when, when the deal is done and I, and I see that the seller has, has left 700 K on the table. Um, so, so I think that, you know, think twice before you, you just let the buyer prepare the PNL for you. Um, and, and it's very important to, to negotiate every part of it. Um, and if you're not sure how to do it, then, then obviously take a consultant that will help you with that because they've been doing that, you know, for, for, for a long time and they know exactly where to negotiate. Um, so that's about the, the PNL, which is the first step of the negotiation. Now, um, another part that's very important, um, in our opinion at, at Fortunate is the auction. Um, so if, when you negotiate with one person or even two buyers or even three buyers, you can get to a certain point, right? Between the three. But when you, when you show your business to all the markets, to hundreds of buyers, uh, the aggregators, the private equities, the VCs, the sellers, the, all the relevant buyers for your specific business, uh, what you're going to get is a lot of bids. And then usually what we see is that all the bids are kind of similar. And then there's one or two for which the business is worth much more. And you want to get to that buyer, uh, the one that for which the business is worth more. And sometimes the, the difference is just crazy. We had, you know, we had transactions where the, the, the difference was $2 million or $3 million. Um, so, um, so, so, so there's, a, it's very important to make sure you speak, you know, everybody sees the business, not just one, not just two, um, so that you get to, to, to the maximum price. Um, now I'll, I'm going to talk about, um, other ways to, uh, to create value and, and kind of maximize, uh, your deal. Um, sometimes we're, you know, we're trying to think of creative ways to take up the values. Um, and I'll give, I'll give a few examples. Um, when you have, uh, when you have a, a growing business and let's say you're selling in the toys category. Okay. At the end of the year, something very interesting will happen. Uh, it's Q4. Um, your, you know, your sales are going up. Um, the profit is going up, um, and you're going to finish the year sometimes twice or three times what, you know, your profit is now. Um, so what we can do is to kind of form a projection, um, uh, you know, based on the numbers now and, and what we foresee from, for the end of the year, and then sell your business, not based on the profit now, but based on that projection. Um, of course, it requires a very detailed one and very convincing one. And sometimes it requires you to stay in the business for, for, you know, for sometimes, sometimes not, sometimes there's an adjustment if it doesn't happen. Uh, but if you do it right in some of the businesses, especially the larger one, um, that, that is possible. Um, especially, uh, lately with the, you know, with the, with the industry right now. Um, so that's one, one type of, of way to, uh, to increase the value. Another way is to, uh, you know, to reduce the number of SKUs, as we said earlier, you know, you may have a lot of SKUs, uh, but if you, and, and the, the SD is higher, but less buyers are interested in those. So what we do sometimes is we take down the number of SKUs, we lose a little, uh, from the SD, but then the, the, 
the multiples go up uh, and at the end the value is higher that's another way of uh, you know thinking um, creatively about the, the value of the business um, and another way is to integrate brands um, we've done that uh, several times and uh, it was interesting there was uh, there was an amazing feedback from from the buyers of the industry uh, what we did is we, we took several uh, businesses together from the same category um, and we sold them together. Um, and since we know that larger businesses get higher multiples, um, uh, buyers loved it. Uh, the businesses, they, they sometimes they even compete with each other. So you as a buyer get, get more, uh, more uh, real estate on, on the first page, you can say. Um, and so, uh, and so you integrate it, it attracts more buyers. Um, and as I said, the multiples is higher, but you need to find the right partners. It's not always easy to, you know, to get two people together, two owners of, uh, of Amazon businesses together. Um, so what we do is we set really clear rules, um, and, uh, and we can, we can already say which, you know, which uh, sellers are, are fit for that and which are not, um, and that's fine. They can, you know, we can sell the business separately. Um, so that's something we've been, we've been doing in the last year um, and, and has a very good feedback and takes up the, the multiple instead of your business, you and another together, uh, higher SD, higher, um, higher multiple. Um, so let's talk about the deal structure for a second. Um, we have, um, you know, you know that cash is king, of course. I mean, you want to have as much cash as you can. Uh, but sometimes, uh, especially larger businesses, um, you know, they're willing to, to stay in the business or to, to kind of, um, you know, to kind of bet on the, on the success of their business in the future and get some upside from, from what's going to happen in their business. Um, so in most of the cases, what, you know, buyers suggest is a certain percentage of cash, let's say 80% cash, for example. Um, and then the rest can be, can be divided, um, can be, for example, I'll, I'll give a few examples. It can be deferred payments, but guaranteed, for example, 10%, uh, of, of the payments will be paid in, uh, in a year from now um and uh with interest okay let's say uh let, let's say a year from now with interest um sometimes it's every quarter you get you know some of the payment um and sometimes this uh this component uh will be a, an earn out which is subject to stabilization um meaning that if you're uh um let's say um the buyer will say um i'll give you, you not know, 10 additional percent if the business doesn't, you know, doesn't go down, doesn't start uh, falling uh, or doesn't fall more than 10% uh, from what it is now. Uh, so that they, they kind of, uh, that, that's something to protect the risk of the buyer, of course. Um, so that's uh, based on stabilization. And sometimes there's a, there's a profit share. Um, so we sometimes see, for example, you'll get a multiple of uh, 4.5, um, uh, now, and then you'll get 50% of the, 
of, uh, of any profit above the current SDE. So let's say your SDE, the, your current profit in the last uh, 12 months was 1 million. Um, if next year it's 2 million, then 500K go to the buyer and 500K go to the, to the seller, okay? Um, so that's something also that we see, like a certain percentage, let's say four and a half, five X now, plus, um, you know, this, this kind of profit share, uh, the split of, of the growth. Um, so, so, so there are several uh, uh, deal structures. And, and as I said, it's very important to understand what they're offering you and how to protect yourself. Um, you know, how to make sure that you actually receive the money. What happens if they, you know, you have this guaranteed payment um, in a year? What happens if the buyer doesn't pay it? Um, so there are legal ways to kind of, you know, protect you uh, so that it will happen. Um, let's say um, if it doesn't happen, the, the trademark goes back to you or something like that. Um, so, so make sure you're protected and that you understand the, the structure and that it's the best structure for you. Um, for us, I think that the, the structure is, uh, is probably one of the, the best part of the, of the, it's the fun part of the transaction, thinking how to build it in the best way for our clients. Um, the client has two products that have just been launched and we want to have profit from those because they weren't counted in the, in the valuation. So we're thinking about how to structure it so that we will include the, those. Um, so that's, that's, uh, in a nutshell about the, the deal structure. Um, so maximizing the value, we spoke earlier about a few things, uh, that can maximize the value. Um, uh, you know, uh, the smart PNL, uh, we call it smart PNL and PNL that, you know, with all the ad backs and, and think about adjustments. Um, we also, um, tell the story of your business. We, we present the business in, in a business presentation, um, that, you know, shows all the advantages, uh, of the business that, that, that also adds value. Um, the auction that we spoke earlier adds, uh, obviously adds uh, value to the exit and takes you to the, to the highest multiples, basically. Um, and then there, are, you know, there's what you do now before you sell the business. So while you're in the process or in the year before uh, you, you exit, you know, done a lot of clients ask us, what should I do? Should I, you know, should I start, um, should I start selling in retail? Should I start, um, should I start a Shopify account? I'm going to sell it in, in, in five months. Should I start Shopify? Should I start this and that? I always say, I mean, don't, don't just change your entire model, um, just to get a higher multiple. Okay. So you heard that buyers like to have several channels. That's true generally but if you have five months it's going to be hard for for you to you know to to dive into the the uh, retail and and or uh, to dive into uh, uh shopify if you don't know what you're doing if you have time that's that's something else but but be very focused if you have a short period of time just be very focused on on what you're doing and do what you do best so you know if you're very good at launching new product and you do that all the time then do that if you're good at conquering new markets, you know, getting to Europe, getting to Canada, then do that, or just launching variations. Basically do what you do best. If you have a short period of time, just be very concentrated on what you do and don't be distracted 
by by other things. At the end, the buyer wants a healthy, growing account. Um, so you know, if you're going to neglect what you've been doing now and start a new adventure, um, the the account will start going down, and we've seen that, unfortunately. Um, so so focus on your account and uh, and don't take crazy risk. Um, you know, like uh, filing false complaints against competitors or things like that, not a good idea when you're selling the business. Uh, so just stay out of that. Don't take uh, crazy risks. Just take the regular risk that, you know, you've been taking uh, so far. Um, so that's about, you know, the, the maximizing your value. So how should you prepare for the exit? What should you do? So, um, you know, I think that we've spoke about all the things that, buyer want and and what you do once you're in the process um i think that you know if you're starting the process in a year um it's a good time to start talking about it um so we you know when we speak with our clients uh there are several things that we do together to make sure that they're prepared and they don't lose money for example um we had a case now where um you know we went with our client to their accountant uh, to their you know tax consultant we spoke about their taxes uh, and the the tax consultant was about to you know to change uh the entire structure and they didn't know that that the the client was going to sell the business and we we kind of stopped a kind of catastrophe there on the tax part um so very important to be in touch with your accountant we had a case where um the seller um, you know, I had a company in this country and, um, and they had a partner in another country, but the, 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 the company itself, I mean, they, one lived here, another lived there and the company was in a third country. So we advised the client to go to one of the top four, um, you know, accounting, uh, uh firms, you know, e EY and, and Ernst and & Young and all these, uh, PwC and all these companies. Um, and then they built a structure. And eventually they, they, they had to change the, the, the country. They actually moved for, for the sale. Um, and and they, they gained probably about a million dollars just because of, of this change. Um, so taxes are very important, uh, important to start early. You'll need a good lawyer. Uh, so most consultants can, can, uh, can refer you to, uh, to good, good attorneys in, in the e-com space. It needs to be someone with experience in that space. Um, make sure that your IP is in order. Um, so that's also one of the first steps we, we do is make sure that you're protected for all your products, but also see if we can, you know, if we can squeeze uh, a patent there or a design patent, or if we can register copyrights to, to take up the, the valuation of, of your business. Um, and then, as I said earlier, make sure you tell the story of your business um, you show, you know, you show the buyers uh, the the all the strengths of of your business uh, and where you are compared to the competition, and that you tap uh, the the entire market. Um, and I guess a last slide uh, to finish. Um, and of course, feel free to to ask me if you have any questions. Um, when's the best time to sell the business? That I think that. That's probably one of the most common questions we get. Um, and we, you know, we spoke earlier about the growth part and how important it is. So you cannot wait until it stops growing. Um, it's just less attractive. It's still sellable, but less attractive. 
Um, so you want to sell it when, when it's growing. And then you should ask yourself a few questions to understand, you know, when's the right time. Like, um, do you want to grow to, to a larger team and to scale? So, for example, when you get to uh, sometimes 6 million, sometimes 10 million, you kind of need to scale. You need more people. You can't, you can't handle it anymore. We speak with a lot of sellers. They, sometimes they sell just because they, they don't want to deal with, you know, with a large team. Come, come in the morning and have 10 people to speak with. Uh, they prefer staying at home. Um, so ask yourself where you are if you're willing to scale. How do you feel with the risks of Amazon? Um, you know, some sellers, they just, you know, they sell the business because they feel that uh, it's Amazon and you can be suspended. So uh, they're saying, I, I know how to build a brand. I will sell it. I will cash out and then I will do it again. Um, and it's interesting, actually interesting to see because the second time it's so much faster. You have the funds, you have the knowledge. So you're doing it just like that um, in most cases. So uh, we're seeing, you know, we're seeing sellers after a year and a half getting to what they did in, in four or five years. Um, so that's about the risk of Amazon. How do you feel about it? If you're okay with it so you can continue or, you know, if you don't sleep at night at all, um, maybe it's a good thing to, to sell it, to cash out and then, you know, build the next business, uh, the next brand with, uh, you know, with a different approach, you'll sleep better. Um, so will you start a new business? You know, a few questions that you can ask yourself, what's the projection? Is it, is it, you know, is it growing like crazy? Um, so maybe you should wait a little or, or, or sell based on projection, like we said earlier. Um, or it's not it's not growing that much, uh, so so it it doesn't really matter if you you wait or you don't. Um, this is so one of the hardest decisions I think to make. Is you know you're torn between how much more can I grow my business on my own, right? And how much do I want to stay in it? <laughs> I think that's yeah. another question, like you were saying. I mean, something that we're struggling with right now is we've recently started selling in retail and um, and we're thinking, okay, you know, in order to really grow in retail, we're going to have to change some things around logistically. Right. And that is going to be a lot of work and it may just lead to more growth that we don't know if we want to manage. Right. <laughs> so that's why we're working with you right now to just understand where we're at, where we could go, um, and really get a better idea of, um, to make an informed decision. Because there's nothing wrong with putting the feelers out there when you guys are starting to think about selling your business. Like even if you're a year out for me, I was a year out. I was like, okay, I'm going to sell my business in 2022. Um, but as I started going into some of these growth factors, I'm like, Ooh, man, maybe it wouldn't be so bad to <laughs> sell it now, you know? Um, so I think it's, it's all about what you want out of it. And if you've built something that is, I think, uh, what what Boosted said on our seller roundtable um, the other day uh, was there is never it's like having having children right there's never a perfect time there's never right. going to be a perfect time to sell your business there's never going to be a perfect time to you know it's it's never going to be perfect and uh, what he said was you know buyers expect there to be some stuff that needs to be right. worked through 
So don't wait until you have everything all buttoned up and tied up and perfect. Would you say that? Yeah, I agree. I'm thinking about myself. Like I was uh, with the first kids, I, I was waiting to be ready for the kid. Like I was waiting for waiting and this didn't come. So I just decided, okay, let's have kids. Yep. <laughs> and the second time I knew I don't have to wait because it doesn't come. So I'll, I'll just, you know, do the second one. Um, yep. But, but I, I agree hundred percent. I think that, uh, you know, you do need to think about your growth. And, and again, if you're growing like crazy, um, unless, you know, you get um, a value that takes into account your growth, um, then sometimes you may want to wait a few months. Um, right. But, uh, but, but that's are... what's great about working with a company like Fortunate that can kind of break things down for you. And, you know, the story that you told me about um, somebody that came to you and you were able to help him clean up a few things because his PPC spend was pretty yeah. high, but you guys were able to help him clean up a few things and understand where those factors were that might prevent him from getting the most value out of his business. And, yeah. uh, you know, that was like the highlight of your year, being able to help him sell his business as a young kid for yeah. multiple millions of dollars. So I think that it's really cool if we're thinking about selling our businesses, number one, all of us can take this information today and put it in our brains and go, all right, we need to be thinking about these things as we're running our businesses and how easy it's going to be for us to hand it off to someone else, number one. And number two, there's nothing wrong if you're even getting close to where you're even thinking about selling your business. Nothing wrong with reaching out to someone that understands that so that you can get an understanding of where am I at and where do I need to be and what are some factors, some levers that I can pull to have the most impact on um, my valuation, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think that, uh, I mean, that's why we always, uh, you know, we, we started realizing very quickly at Fortune that we need to come in very early because um, the first step is the strategy. And I think that a lot of sellers don't know because they don't know the numbers. They don't understand completely where the profit is, if it's good or not, if something can be improved. So uh, what we do is we start with the PL, We start with understanding the numbers. Um, and then we decide when's the good time. So the example you gave uh, is, you know, the one where we started with the PNL, um, and and we sold the business actually a year later. But when we did that PNL and we started, we saw that um, you know the seller was spending a lot on the PPC, and something didn't make sense there. And you know, we see we're not geniuses, but we see that you know something it was wrong there compared to other businesses. Um, so he eventually sat with my partner for like three days they changed the ppc strategy and the profit went up from 18 percent to 26 percent um a year later he sold that business for over 20 million dollars and you know just calculate how much does eight percent mean so sometimes just by you know looking at your business nothing more just looking at your business things come out um, and, you know, and as I said earlier with the taxes, sometimes we started with our regular steps, right? The PNL, the taxes, the IP, the compliance, all those things, you know, to kind of prepare and, and crazy things happen like the taxes where we save a million just by that. So, um, yeah. I think you don't, there's not much to lose by starting early. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Because then if you can identify those things, you can really get after them. I know, yeah. you know, I do have a bookkeeper, but my bookkeeper does not, 
she's not in the business of selling businesses. She's in the business of keeping books for Amazon right. sellers, right? Which she does a great job of that. But I need to be able to look at my PL from a perspective of selling it. So that's where companies like Fortunate come in. So speaking of that, before we sign off today, what who should come to you? Like who is um, the ideal customer for Fortunate and um, and how do they do that? Um, so any seller uh, with a revenue usually above a million dollar um, that is considering selling the business in a year or you know or or more or now, but anywhere in the coming year, um, the the sooner the better. <laughs> Even a year and a half. Start talking. Start talking now. Um, and the way uh, the way is just you know by email, Facebook, or you know whatever is easier through our website. It's fortunate.net. Uh, we're very available and, and always uh, happy to talk, even if it's not relevant now. Cool. Yes, I completely agree. You guys are very responsive. You're awesome. It's so great for people to have this knowledge. I know me as a consultant, I'm looking forward to working with you because I want to learn more how I can help my clients prepare their businesses for sale. And now I'm going through this process myself. And so it's so good to learn, you know, what do we need to do and how do we prepare? Because we always want to begin with the end in mind. And so if, if we are wanting, even if we're not wanting to sell at the end, it's still good to know our numbers and know what makes a profitable, awesome business. So thank you so much, Yael, for your time you. today and for helping us understand this. And thanks everyone for being here. Uh, we appreciate you so much. I know a lot of our listeners are going to be catching the replay because you know, our guys on, on this Australia side are just waking up probably in about an hour here. Um, but yeah, I know everyone's gonna really enjoy the replay today and, um, and thank you all for being here. Thanks y'all, any, any final words before we sign off? Um. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. And uh, I'll see you soon in person. Yay! <laughs> Very excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, we'll see you bye soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.